Are you immersed in a sea of business advice and education, but not sure what to embark on first? Instead of adding to the ocean of information, we're here to help you navigate it like a pro. The Wayfinding Growth Podcast will help you take a deep dive into new actionable strategies, tools, and tactics to help you grow. So start charting a course for business growth as you explore a better way to grow further, faster, with your hosts, Remington Begg and George B. Thomas. What kind of crazy like we're going to be side by side the entire time making it easy for editing and for your viewing pleasure because nine out of ten wayfinding growth viewers say they want to see more of remington's bald head true fact (laughs) actually it's not a true fact how are you doing remington i'm doing good what about you george Oh, man, I can't complain at all. I really can't complain. I'm super excited that we're getting together to recap Mr. Pete Caputa's episode uh, that happened last week. And, uh, man, I'll tell you, there's some very interesting things that I think we uncovered as he waxed poetic on data and performance. Yeah, for sure. You know, I've known Pete a long time, and it was really neat to um, get him one-on-one on on our field if you will so that was uh that was fun to do so i look forward to doing that again sometime soon yeah absolutely you know it's funny before we dive into things that we learned uh through pete's kind of vocalizing i do want to say it was very interesting that at the beginning to hear pete talk about like you and i coming together as a team and like impulse creative just in general as far as an agency yep. and power user of databox so not that i'm uh you know breaking my arm to tap uh or pat ourselves on the back but it was kind of nice to kind of get a visual of uh, that from somebody else. The reason I'm bringing that up, Remington, is because one of the things that I think is important to growth, and it's this episode and beyond, is the fact of being self-aware or aware of mm-hmm. who you are in a space. And you have to pay attention to those micro moments when people kind of drop, uh, I'll, I'll say hints, or, yeah. or flat out like this is what I think or feel so that you can kind of package that around and build uh, a, a map, if you will, or a compass or whatever to kind of understand sure. where you are in that space. So that was very interesting to me. Yeah, so I'll call those waypoints. You know, um, and I'll get more I'll get more into those later. Keep that nautical theme going. But um, so, you know, so we're recapping Pete's thing where he's talking about predictable performance improvement. And I think that we'll get more into this in the Bermuda Triangle. But like you've got qualitative and quantitative data. So him saying that and of course, us being an inbound and then, you know, we've had a lot of people reaching out about all the sprocket talking conversational stuff we're doing. It's been really, really awesome. Um, and I'm not saying that to brag, but more of a, that's the, you know, that's going to be more of the, the qualitative, like, wow, like the stuff we're doing is affecting people positive or negatively, hopefully positive, but in general, it's, you know, it's driving, um, you know, some kind of a visceral reaction. And so when people are like, oh, you're doing great here, or, you know, Pete saying, oh, like, it's really exciting to see you guys riffing out together. You know, that's that's one of those things that's one of those like check marks to for you to know where you that you're on the right track qualitatively, not necessarily quantitatively. Yeah, it's funny when you bring that up, my mind immediately went to and don't ask me why, but it did like your stats and your story. 
and the fact that you should yeah. be measuring both of those, right? Like, cause, cause yeah. there's just like, there's two powers at play when you come to this. You know, it's funny as we got into Very this episode, point. I started to really enjoy Pete's story in history and just of HubSpot. I, no, I think it was like nine years at HubSpot and um, just being focused in on marketing and agencies and measurement. You could tell immediately like he knows this stuff. Like he knows it backwards and forwards. And so right. we, we quickly or I quickly was like, oh, this is going to be good. We're going to learn some stuff. Um, and then uh, what I really want to talk about too, just to kind of mention, if, if you didn't listen to the episode, you got to go back or watch, listen and watch the episode. Go back because it's very interesting. The Brian Halligan story, uh, that was mm-hmm. kind of, and it was short, short little story that was told about where he was and all these companies that came out of it. But now kind of what's happening. Cause we had David Cancel. Now we had Pete Caputa and there's a tweet out there. Part of the story is there's a tweet. And there's like 12 companies that have CEOs that have come out of HubSpot and I think like five to eight more CMOs that are in companies as well. So like it's it's interesting to watch that journey and listen to that story about where people kind of come from uh, versus like them just always being there. Yeah. And I think uh, shout out to Joe Jerome for like putting that together from, I believe, uh, Brand Builder solutions you know he's he's got he he identified that and it was funny because everyone started you know riffing on there um i i think that i think that that's something when you go back to your story comment you just had that that's one of those qualitative things that as a as a boss a mentor as someone it's not necessarily where you are but what you've impacted others to be, mm. you know, so it doesn't affect your bottom line, but it shows your impact on the world. So I think that that's a really that's a tribute to HubSpot's culture and how they're doing things. Yeah, that's awesome. It's, it's good stuff. We'll talk a little bit about HubSpot, a.k.a. HubSpot Academy later in the show. There might be a little section that I really enjoy. I don't know what it is, hmm. but you'll find out. Anyway, you know, here's the thing. We got quickly into charting the course, which I always love that section. And I even love that section better now that we've transitioned into a new outline. By the way, I'm teasing out the fact we're not necessarily using the new outline today. Well, kind of, sort of. But in the next couple episodes, you guys are going to see the show is I would like to use the word dramatically different. And when I mean that, mm-hmm. I think it's deeper. And it focuses more on growth since we are the Wayfinding Growth Show. But we got into this and we started to talk about who has to be the leader uh, or the captain of the ship. And, you know, it was funny, Remington, because Pete mentioned, well, it has to be leadership that grabs this and runs with it. And then it has to, like, drip or ooze through the rest of the, the company and culture. And, again, not to talk about ourselves, but when Pete started to tell this story, I, I was, like, happy inside. Like, I was like, man, I'm like a kid on Christmas morning. Because I realized at Impulse Creative, leadership does uh, run sure. the ship. Is the captain you and Rachel? Uh, you know, and I might might I even dare say Audrey are like focused on the metrics and understanding mm-hmm. what we need to be looking at from a project level to an individual level to like high level like company things, and and kind of maybe wax poetic for a little bit on why that's been important like how you got into that mind frame why you've been like pete said a data box user for like 
well, probably since they were started. Before him. Or a week <laughs> after they were started. Right, exactly. Like, yeah, it was before Pete. Why, why has that been important to you? Yeah, so uh, two things. So when we're talking about, you know, this predictable performance improvement, that's something I, I like people to think more of intentional growth. That was the whole premise behind this show. But like intentional growth, like growing because of your because you're trying to hit an objective. But, um, you know, so so in that regard, I'm going a little side sideways here. But the the owner of this should be leadership to your point. But if you are reporting or have any kind of result that you're responsible for, mm. then 100 percent you could be doing this yourself. Right. Because the idea is, is to be able to predict success, not report on whether you did or not. So so I agree with Pete that in, in regards to buying into this from an organizational point of view, 100 percent you have to do that. But almost everyone I know is measured against some kind of number. Being able to visualize that and keep track of that is huge. But for impulse to answer your question. You know, it's really important for me to understand all of the little gears um, and gears being people, gears meaning time, gears yeah. meaning activities. I can get super nerdy about that in another episode. But when we when we dig into when we dig into the individual pieces, it was understanding where there's efficiencies and, you know, and then really have a meaning for why things are necessary. Because as a CEO, and this is another tweet that I saw from Mike Volpe, um, and I commented that there's just this big, there's just this big gap in what a CEO does, right? Mm -hmm. They're supposed to be making sure that things are moving, um, not necessarily moving it, but making sure things are moving. And so when you got someone up high looking down, the idea is to be able to identify where things are and reporting historically before we started using DataBox, and we've got a video that we can connect was very much, very much a historical thing. It was, mm. you know, so a lot of agencies and even how we did it a couple of years ago is we'd report on the last month and it wasn't until you reported on the last month and saw a big dive in a result that you're like, Oh crap, I have to fix it. And then that same time, it's like, it's like not knowing a plane is going down until like you hit some kind of like a point of no return. It's going to take a lot like your your rate of success is going to be a lot lower. So at Impulse, when we, you know, really it was the crystallist effect that we had in our, you know, in our agency prior it was trying to be more data driven and understanding where success was. And then we start to then we started to kind of break all that stuff down. And now what we do is we have a bunch of rolling 30 day numbers, everything from track time to revenue, to, you know, how efficient people are. And sometimes it can get a little, it can feel like it's too much math, kind of mm -hmm. like right now. But then mm -hmm. on the other side, um, you know, it's one of those things where we start to know that we need to amp things up before it starts to affect the business negatively. Yeah, without a doubt. And it's funny because as you're kind of talking through that, my own personal opinion started to kind of bubble up to the top of my brain of like, uh, pretty much at any point in time in my life when I've had to say, oh, crap, um, it's too late, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. And and so I'd much rather say, hmm, that's interesting. 
then oh right. crap. And I know we're going to talk a little bit uh, about this later in the show, but really what you were kind of precursoring or talking about there is getting into the mode of real-time reporting. Um, and I yep. know with Sprocket Talk, like I'm always looking at the numbers, what videos are doing good, what got the you know most uh, surge out of the gate because then I realize, okay, I want to I want to make more videos like that or I want to I want to do intros like this or I want to make sure I don't say those things. That's like real-time paying attention to what's happening before the next one's recorded and and you can just expand that out into a whole business thing the next thing we talked about remington which i know well i feel i shouldn't say i know i feel that you might have some opinion on (laughs) is that we started to talk about this methodology or kind of these five steps and and pete yeah um he kind of quickly went through them i i wish we would have in hindsight (laughs) hence the show transition and changing I wish we yep. would have dove a little bit deeper in each one of those five things, but he talked about selecting key initiatives for the quarter, uh, set your monthly mm-hmm. goals around your initiatives, adapt your plans to those goals weekly, uh, constantly monitor your progress, and share results in real time. And yes, people, I did just turn and read those because it's not my methodology. I just learned about it last week just like you. Right. So Remington, like, what are your thoughts on kind of A – a methodology be being put in place and these steps um like i don't know like what are your thoughts yeah so <clears throat> i've had the uh i've had these conversations with a couple uh ceos cmos and just product people that methodologies you can't have more than one methodology that you run by mm. right um so you have to have a methodology and it should be in all reality, your own, which will get more of that yourself. But now a framework is a completely different thing, right? And so I think what I think what Pete is talking about is in his methodology, it can be the methodology that they run their business on. And that is totally fine. I'm not not fighting that. But but the framework or methodology place place in the word that you prefer, um, you know, is going to talk about the things that have to happen. Now, one of the things I really appreciated was he brought in some of the and some similar um sources of some of this information one of them being traction you know the the book in marissa smith uh back quite a few episodes before talked about that so we could link back to that that other um item but they talk about like you know the big hairy audacious goals and then the rocks and then you know it was at the i think it's the five-year plan the three-year plan the one-year plan and then the quarterly initiatives it's essentially where i think um where databox is coming from in a lot of this and what i like is they talk about you know, looking at things from a key initiatives point of view, but um, but there's some there's some interesting things because he did say that he was going after more the small business market rather than the enterprise. But any any company that is serious about growth should know what their yearly goal is, and so I think that there should be a point five in this in this list, which is like understand your yearly goal. And I notice I didn't say create it, but understand it and then and then break that up into quarterly initiatives in order to reach your monthly goal or sorry, reach your yearly goal. When you set your monthly goals around those initiatives, that's totally great because you're breaking that up into three other three other parts. And then, you know, he talks about breaking up the those monthly goals into weeklies where I think most companies should think about is you know is going much deeper into this than weeks because mm-hmm. in weeks you could still be let's let's just say you check on your results on Fridays 
That means that you don't know if this past week sucked until it's over. Yeah. Right. And so he's saying share results in real time. And I think that that's where he's going. And I can't wait to see like a more detailed explanation of, of it. Cause this, when we record this episode, he was just literally releasing this to the world. Yeah. But, but sharing and acting on those results in real time is really where, you know, I think the, the value is. And so he says, you know, plan those, but you, you have to be able to pivot. And if agency life has taught me anything, pivoting when, when needed is, uh, is super important. So, so those, you know, those things as you go through each of those are, are really apparent. But like for us, we have, um, we have our data box reports and they are dailies, right? So we look at a 30 day, uh, just a rolling 30 days. So we're not worried about this time last month where, whether we were better. We're just continuously looking at whether we are doing better than we were the previous 30 days. And so some really interesting things. So one of our, um, one of our dashboards and we, we'll screenshot this and put this in, um, the episode is we have our, our traffic initiative. So yeah. our goal is to 10x our traffic for impulse, right? And so we've broken it down on what that looks like. And I believe right now we are at four and a half X and we're about mm. six months in, right? Mm. So, so as we are looking at this, this chart's really beautiful. It starts to compound, but, what we notice on a day to day is, you know, the traffic that we had yesterday was 300 visits lower, you know, than it is today or or the opposite. And so you can go, what what did we do really well 30 days ago? So it allows for you to be be able to look back at a reference point no matter what and understand what, what things are doing. So right now we're going through inbound last year or last last year. It's so last year um, inbound last month. Right. And, and so we can go, oh, well, we were sharing a lot on social, so we're not getting as much traffic. Just stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. But, but that 30 day rolling, I think, is the most important thing. And, you know, for larger companies, it might be a one week rolling. But the idea is you always want those things to be in the green and positive across the board because that's growth. That's, that's what you're going for. Yeah, I love it. And, and it's fun. Let me just go ahead and insert this real quick. Uh, yeah. Remington did mention Marissa Smith. That's actually back on episode four. And then we did a recap on episode five. If you want to go check those out, that's again episode four and five where we talked to Marissa Smith about EOS and all the wonderful things around that. Now it's funny, Remington, that you got into this because really what you're talking about, and I, I put a quote here from Pete. You're talking about real time reporting and Pete says, something very interesting to me and i was like oh man that's probably the mindset of a lot of not everybody but a lot of people out there and that is he said that reporting is not an activity that you just do at the end of the month to check a box uh, and so yeah. many people are like sending a PowerPoint or sending an email and heck, even HubSpot allows you to like, hey, send this report uh, every month mm -hmm. to Jimmy in HR so that he can see what happened already and can't do anything about it. Like, so that's rough, right? Um, but then also like – I want the wayfinding community to go back and listen to Pete's calendar management tips um, around what we actually just talked about and that to do real-time reporting, will you'll need to set some things in place to actually mm -hmm. go back and pay attention to that real-time reporting or to actually set up that real-time reporting. It's not like uh, – like for instance, and, and Remington said screenshots – like the reports are there and in place and they're on a TV, 
that you can walk into the agency and just see all the time. Going to the bathroom, looking at data. Going to your desk, looking at data. Going to a meeting <laughs> in the in the uh, conference room, looking at data. Like that's the way that it should be, where it's like mm-hmm. super visible, super usable, uh, and and so you don't kind of again go back to those oh crap moments. Yeah. Hundred percent. So I think the the calendar thing is great, especially for uh, remote employees because they may not have an extra TV where that that where that board can be going, or people who you know don't have a TV on their wall. But it is worth it to buy that TV, throw it on the wall if you have an office, and throw you know essentially have that there because it will drastically increase the results. Right? I think what gets measured gets improved. Right. And that's that's one of those things that imagine doing that every day. And I actually shared a quote um, that I was reading up on um, today on Facebook, and it was a one percent improvement day after day will be a three hundred and sixty five percent improvement year over year. Think about what that would do to your Mm -hmm. business if you improved one percent daily instead of one percent monthly. Yeah, when I saw that post, I was like, I got to share this. This is right up my alley. <laughs> you know, it's funny, too, because I know Wayfinding Growth listeners and viewers that Remington had that last bit of, like, conversation with you, and he was really delicately dancing around because he knows who I am. And I'm sitting here thinking, oh, well, we should buy a TV for remote employees so that they can have a <laughs> dashboard on their wall because I surely would make a Sprocket Talk dashboard. No, I wouldn't. I mean, I would. I have one. Yeah, I just would. wouldn't put it on my wall because my wife would be like, what is that? Anyway, I digress. We started <laughs> yeah. to talk about the tools, Remington. And what's interesting about people who sell tools, they like to talk about everything but the tool. Like, So so it was funny because I, I actually chuckled during the interview and chuckled while re-listening several times to the interview of how when we got into the navigational tool section and we're literally saying – Talk about your stuff. Um, Pete, just like David, was like, and so there's this other tool, and we use this 12 tools and these other 32 tools. I even made a joke about I felt like I was at the Emmys because we were, like, listing all these tools. But, like, we almost had to, like, extract out. So at this point, could you please talk about Databox? <laughs> and so so I'm like, I'm yeah. like, hey, it's all good. I know we've got Remington on the show every week, so <laughs> – like maybe you can just talk about Databox uh, as somebody who is a user, not somebody who feels like they can't talk about it because potentially it would come across as salesy, which we're all worried about. Um, sure. If you talk about it, it's being helpful. It's being useful. Yep. And so why did you adopt it so early? And what are like the things that you would tell other uh, CEOs or people who are trying to report? Like what are the things that you just couldn't live without? If Databox went away or you didn't have a system like Databox? Sure. Great questions. Um, so if if we're thinking about – so first off, what I want to do is define a goal, right? Because I feel like nowadays goals are almost more buzzworthy than the mm. results that people promise. So and, – and it's really – they're really hard to articulate. So when we're talking goals, because I'm going to mention goals quite a bit in, you know, in the rest of this, um, this statement, but goals versus, you know, um, objectives and key results, right? So a goal for a company might be to increase revenue by 20% over the previous year. That's a company goal. Everyone has to be on board for the company goal, but 
not everyone can affect the revenue. Mm. Right. So so this is where Databox really starts to come in. So if you have those objectives and those key results that each department is is required to hit in order for the big picture to happen of that revenue or whatever the actual goal is for the company, the goal for the company might be that we want to increase the number of hires that we have to affect our revenue next year, you know, depending on, you know, based on the methodology that that um, Pete had shared. But so when we're thinking about those you have to think about those slices and essentially like what are those objectives that have to be accomplished. So that being said, when we as an agency are talking with our clients, one of the biggest things that used to happen and any of our clients have been with us a long time or even any agencies nowadays that are reporting using the default HubSpot reporting, PS don't, um, <laughs> you know, those, those all include customers as a number, right? So as an agency, who is focused around trying to help people maybe get more SEO or mm. get more leads, all of a sudden you have this big fat zero because you're not connected to someone's platform. And the question would remain, well, why aren't we getting customers? When it's actually not a fact that you are or are not, it's just not reported. And so that was a huge hole for me. Um, that was something that I wanted to make sure that we were able to kind of identify rather than just deleting that trying to get into the client system in one way or trying to just focus on what I call the metrics that matter. So those objectives and those key results, if we're talking to a marketing manager at a company who doesn't actually care about revenue, they care about the number of sales qualified leads they deliver to the sales team. We can now customize that to show it to them. And furthermore, you know, we started with DataBox before the, the CRM was even out in HubSpot. But the, you know, being able to report into another platform and, and the whole story be represented on screen in one view, that was a really big piece. So, so Databox, I think, has, you know, several hundred connectors mm. that you can connect to things like QuickBooks. So we report on our revenue live, shows all of our open invoices for the entire organization. Um, we have a dashboard for our, you know, our marketing reach and our growth. We also have one for our deal pipelines and we even have one for our YouTube metrics because we do videos like nobody's business at Impulse. Just a few, so just a couple. Just, 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 just a, a couple. couple, like 85 or 90 a month. But, but when we're, you know, when we're talking about all those things, it can very, it can get very, um, very messy. Uh, where, you know, you have Google Analytics, you have, I just said QuickBooks, you've got HubSpot, and you've got so many different things in HubSpot now you can report on. There might be four things that people actually care about, but you have to filter through all of that, all of those different areas to get those four numbers. And that makes it really, really hard to get that information. So, so when I was, when I was looking at things, one of the reasons why I looked at Databox, and of course, Databox has a cost to it when you're using it at the scale that we are, and it's totally reasonable. But the, the idea was we're spending, I think I worked out that we are spending like each employee was spending about 12 hours a month on just reporting history. <laughs> and we didn't have enough time in our allotted time to focus on strategy. Yeah. So I want everyone to think about that. So reporting on history doesn't really build future growth while focusing on strategy will allow that. And so what we did is we, we looked for a tool that would allow for us to showcase that history, but then also be able to be that predictor of success. Because hopefully if you see a chart going up and to the right, the, the following day, it should be 
in that general direction. And so that was a, that was a big piece for us. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And I'm telling you, Wayfinding Growth viewers, listeners, just rewind that part. Uh, pick all the nuggets out of there because Remington just basically laid it out, like why <laughs> and how and what. Um, and, you know, it's funny because a lot of the conversation yeah. will get around to, like, why we can't or why it seems impossible, which is, of course, why we have the Bermuda Triangle section in our podcast. And it's still here. And it was very interesting when we asked uh, Pete kind of, like, what is the issue? Why do most companies think that they can or why does it seem like it's unachievable? And he basically, in so many words, said it's a mindset and that it's like the lack of understanding and what I'll use is the word lack of education to understand how to be able to go in and pull all of this data out into a way that is viewable to understand what data is important and then basically be able to interpret that data and know what it means like oh my bounce rate is this i need to do these three five seven tactics or strategies oh my video watch time is this well this is why it's this so i need to continue to do these three tactics or strategies and so that was very interesting to me um and and really he even tied it in kind of tighter than that of like the under lack of understanding or education around the power of what we've almost been talking about this whole episode, which is real-time analytics, real-time measuring, paying attention to the junk that you're doing, not junk in a bad way, but just the stuff you're doing and making <laughs> sure that you're setting it like up for maximum success. So that was very interesting to me. Um, and then, Remington, you may have some other places that you think about, but I was like, well – what do we do with that? We're supposed to be unpacking or recapping those sections. And I immediately thought, well, like Pete didn't mention it, but I will like go to data boxes, blog, go to the data snacks, watch some data snacks, like educate yourself on how, what, and why real time reporting for your company. What are your thoughts? So the, Resources that, you know, Databox is putting out on their blog is actually pretty awesome. And, and, you know, for a company that leverages data or allows for you to leverage data, they actually do an incredible job of leveraging it themselves in their content. So like they've, they've done some blogs that we've been featured in a couple of them, but, you know, the, the focus on, you know, stats by polling the audience and then reporting on the info. So they've got a really compelling and interesting blog um, that's doing really well. Um, there are a couple data snacks. The one there is one that we were talking about that 30 day rolling, um, you know, the 30 day rolling thing. And that was one of the data stacks that we did. So we'll drop that link in there. And then there's a lot around just the visibility of it. I think Chris Handy, um, back when he had his agency, did one on, you know, having data up in front and how it can change how you do business daily and that kind of thing. But, um, but yeah, they, the resources that are available are pretty awesome and Databox has a free account. So going back to those tools, you know, um, if you are in middle management or you are just someone who is doing the work and you want to make sure you're doing the work better, you don't have to ask for approval. In most cases, like IT might be your only block, but in a lot of cases, hooking up HubSpot, for instance, or hooking up, you know, Google Analytics can allow for you to 
knock out all of the metrics that don't matter so that you can focus on the ones that do. So that free account is pretty awesome. Mm, I love that. I love that. You know, there's a couple of things that happened also in the Bermuda Triangle that I think are definitely worth talking about. One was the um, <laughs> Pete mentioned, and I about lost my mind, but I was like, nope, not the time or place. Um, <laughs> he mentioned that some folks out there are so afraid to mention the goal or to set mm-hmm. the goal because of the fear of not being able to achieve that goal, that they just won't do it. And I thought to myself, professionally, personally, like that is absolutely the wrong mindset. So like if you've ever thought to yourself, well, I'm going to set a goal to have 300 subscribers in the first three months of starting this new YouTube channel and then been like, "Mm, no, because if I don't hit it, I'll feel bad about myself and then – like it's one of those bad commercials that like because Jim didn't get Time Warner cable, like <laughs> I know you yeah. all seen those. Jim's on the street, like living anyway. Like that's that's just the wrong mindset. You've got to focus on here's what I'm gonna try to achieve. Because even if you miss it by two percent, you still gained whatever percentage that you gained, right? Now you just set it, re go and move on. The other thing, and you've said it uh a couple times in this episode, but you said it in that episode uh, as well, and and I really want you to maybe even talk about it more. Plus, I know you've got some things that you want to talk about in this section. But it's the fact that I love that you say – and by the way, you say it a lot, but it's all right because, <laughs> I, because I love it. And that is what gets measured gets improved. And um, it's so much more powerful than the saying of what gets measured or what makes sense or what whatever. The sure. other saying that is just like – like if yep. you measure it, you can improve it. We already talked about 1% every day for 365 days, right? So it's just kind of like talk me through that mentality and what makes you strive for that uh, kind of on a daily basis. Um, so it starts with opinions, right? Um, we're our own – we are our own worst enemies mm. and, as humans. And so, so when you – you know, when you go out and do something, just to just how you said it, people are like, oh, like, I don't even want to set a goal because I don't want to run the risk of not achieving that goal. Um, you know, and so so if the improvement is what you're striving for, then that's a completely different mindset. And it goes back to how how Pete was talking about the mindset. But but more specifically, um, you know, being afraid of a goal like that's that's one of those things like so you really need to unpack that. Um, you know, and if it's, you're afraid of a goal because you don't think you can achieve it, then communication has to happen. Mm. Right. If, if someone set a goal that is not, that is not possible to achieve, then, then there needs to be a conversation. If you, you know, if you are focused on trying to hit something, you've got to understand the steps it'll take for you to get there. And that's where that 1%, you know, equals 365%, you know, over a year. Um, but the big thing for me is we're all here to make an impact in, in one way, shape or form. And you've got to be able to look back and go, wow, I did that. And just like we were talking about quantitatively and qualitatively, like looking at something like sometimes you'll get the qualitative, you know, the qualitative hits, but then at the same time, the quantitative is going to help you understand that you're on your way there. Right. I mean, how many videos are have you created so far in the past three months? That's uh, a lot of work. Yeah, 175. 
Yeah. So so it, when you look at that many videos, you know, it could be very easy halfway through or 20 in to be like, oh, this is tiring. You have to rely on the quantitative and then hopefully get some of that dopamine hit, if you will, of the qualitative to to keep that fire rolling. And that's where I think that that statement is so important. So if you're measuring your progress, then you know that you're on the right track. But you could also be saying, have we hit the goal yet? As long as you're what I, like what I said before in the green, that allows for you to know that you were one step better than you were yesterday. And that compounds. That's going to be fantastic. Yeah. And, um, you know, I just realized I lied on Wayfinding oh. Growth because you said, how many videos have you created? I quickly said 175. Uh, that's only Sprocket Talk. That's actually not right. including inbound film. That's not including blog teaser videos. That's not including videos for actual, yeah. like, pages, landing pages, website pages. <laughs> so, so actually much more, but right. that's not what we're here for. What I really want everybody to hear in that last section, Remington, and when you said it, I was even kind of moved, is like, I hope the Wayfinding Growth viewers and listeners realize that they're here, like, on this planet to put some type of dent in it, right? Mm -hmm. To do something, like... And goals and passion and all the other crazy things that we could talk around that are fine. But if you don't have the mindset of like that is your number one thing, it's like I'm just going to make a dent. Like I'm going to make – and you use the word impact. But I'm going to make an impact in the world that I live in. Like man, just realize that. You know what else you should realize yep. is it's time for Captain Killing It. And uh, this week's actually easy because there's a new campaign that's out on the interwebs that I absolutely love. I think it's amazing. Uh, there's a couple reasons why I think it's amazing. First of all, HubSpot Academy, and I know it's probably packaged as HubSpot, but I got to imagine HubSpot Academy is behind it, or maybe it's packaged as HubSpot Academy. I don't care. They're one and the same. It doesn't really matter. But they have this campaign that's out right now, how to be really good at marketing in 2020, and it's all around live chat. It's around bots and it's around Facebook Messenger. And there's there's a couple of things that I'm just going to say real quick. One, I love the use of animated robot on the actual page. There's going to be a link in the show notes, by the way. As you're watching this, either go to the show notes or if you're on the show notes, go below. Because um, anytime a robot puts on a fake nose with glasses and eyebrows – it's just hilarious. It's just hilarious, and it's good use of web design. Also, the fact that you can click on any of these lessons that they have created, um, and it just kind of opens up, and you can play the video. So this is a video-based campaign. Hallelujah. Video-based campaign to educate people. Okay, video, education, creativity. Like, this is why... HubSpot, a.k.a. HubSpot Academy, a.k.a. the people who put this together are this week's Captain Remington. I should ask you, what do you, what do you think about <laughs> this so, campaign? So they got me. You know, I'm, I'm somewhat <laughs> immune. I'm somewhat immune to, you know, the HubSpot, um, yep. the HubSpot conversions just because I tend to focus on other things outside of the bubble. But, um, one of the reasons that they, they got me is actually really specific is they didn't say 2019. 
Mm. So one of the things, one of the things I love is, you know, we've been having some conversations about this is the last quarter of 2018. So we should start talking about 2019. Yeah. Actually, probably not. Mm. Like it's actually quite brilliant because, because you're not going to be able to make a pretty big impact in the beginning of your 2019 if you get started today, but you can make a hell of an impact in 2020. Well, here's if we get the it started thing. today. Yeah. And here's the thing too. I love that you brought that up because it is another reason I love this campaign because if you stop for a second and you think about growth and your business, one of the things that is super important is that you as leadership, you as employees have vision to the future. Mm -hmm. And by the way, 2020, 2020 vision being no. great at business boom hubspot academy you're this week's captain killing it whoo i love that was it fun. that was fun also we should say that uh this one's over i don't know what you think of the new side by side i will say it's interesting for me because well i can't really drink and i can't really clear my throat <laughs> and i can't really do a lot of things because it's like right on camera but i'm willing to do it so that we can get these episodes out to you listen if you are thinking about doing this predictable performance paying attention to data real time make sure you go over to databox check them out make sure you reach out to pete caputa if you have questions or even reach out to remington if you have questions we, we've like you know i'm not trying to be salesy but we have helped people through this journey before if you're listening to this on itunes make sure you leave a rating and a review five stars would be fine some nice words if you're watching it on youtube make sure you hit the subscribe the bells all the things that we know that you're part of the community but as you go forward as you grow your business make sure you're paying attention to leaving that dock of mediocrity and setting sail to the sunset of your success 